0: I'm Jennifer Davis-Page, one of the co-hosts of Boom Goddess Radio. I'm in studio this day with... B.B. Peters, my uh, partner and co-host, and we have a guest co-host today. You all, yay! Li- uh, all, all of you listeners that uh, listen to us on a regular basis knows that we have Amy Peck as our right hand and left hand, and she is... Has been kind enough to sit in as a guest host today because Dr. Andrea is on vacation. Lucky her. Lucky her. We'll miss her,
1: <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. Thanks we're for including me we're today. We're delighted
0: to have this you. This is
1: one of my favorite topics food.
0: <laughs> 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 we are in studio today with a w- wonderful chef from the area, Chef Doma Stoller. Welcome, welcome.
2: Hello, thank you for having me. You're very welcome.
0: Tell us, you know, If I could rewind my life, I'd be a chef. I want you to know. If I could just go back, because I've always, it's always been so romantic to me. But I know you guys work like the Dickens in those kitchens.
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's an intense job for sure. Uh, But you build these bonds that are unbreakable with your team, and they become your work family. And it's kind of like home away from home. Inside of some crazy madness <laughs> that happens every single day, but
0: tell us. Let's go back to the beginning. Tell us why
2: you decided to become a chef. Um. Well, my both of my brothers were chefs when I was growing up. they my oldest brother's about eleven years older than me. Um, I'm the baby, and my other brother's about four years older. And so they were working uh, in kitchens their whole adult, starting at sixteen and on. Um, My oldest brother is the executive chef at the Red Rock Mountain Spa in Utah. Um, So, food for us growing up was always super fun, and uh, we always cooked together. Um, And I grew up working in restaurants, busing tables, serving tables, uh, managing, bartending, doing everything. Um, And then I was working at Tavolino, and I was about 21 we were serve- i was serving tables and it was valentine's day and i fell in love with that restaurant the food was so amazing it the original a, it's one of the best wins in town i mean massimo that was the first time i ate food and i was like what is this oh. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing and so uh, one of the chefs had fainted and or passed out or something and they they were like did you would you be able to make salads or jump on and I was like yeah can I eat it like can I taste (laughs) test it so I ended up after that um really liking being in the kitchen and I wanted to learn and so Massimo let me um in addition to my serving shifts he let me have a few prep shifts a week and um I ended up moving to California and spent seven years there. And then uh, the co owner of Tavolino at the time, back then, Deborah, she uh, had sold her share of Tavolino and asked me, she called me in California and asked if I wanted to open a restaurant. And I was like, heck yeah, I do. (laughs) I had no idea what I was getting into. um, To what? Sorry, to open your own place or with someone else? So we were going to, so we opened Contigo restaurant in 2010. Um, it was up on uh, River and Campbell, or I think that's where it, where Sullivan's was. Yes, and, yes. Um, and so we opened that up together, and that was my first taste of being executive chef and a small restaurant where the whole menu was mine. Um, was you know, there was a lot of ups and downs, but it was, I knew immediately that that was what I wanted to do forever it was just so much fun I got to be creative I could pour myself into food and flavor experiment with stuff um that's actually where I found my first I bought my own uh, it was like a small little batch Cuisinart ice cream maker and I started making ice cream with leftover um like creme brulee mix, because I would make crema catalan for a dessert. Why didn't and, you call us? You right, us
0: to come on down.
2: <laughs> it was I, fe- I just fell in love with cooking there. Um, it was like my playground, and um, then I had my I got pregnant and I had my son, um, and I stepped away from the kitchen for a little bit, um, and then I had I decided to start my own frozen custard ice cream company. Um, because I had lo- I loved making ice cream when I was there and so I bought a bigger, better machine um, and I was making just really good flavors of ice cream that uh, were reminiscent of desserts that I really loved like Lemon Ice Box um, Chocolate Nosh which is like chocolate, milk chocolate ice cream with like a thick fudgy brownie ganache running through it um, so I, I really liked doing that Um, And what did you do? Did you sell your product to uh,
3: restaurants or?
2: Yeah, I had started uh, at the farmer's markets and I was just selling it by the pint and we did really well. And then I got into Maynard's used to have a market at that time inside. Um, And so we were in Maynard's market. Um, And then I it got really hard and I felt like I needed to transition and do something that wasn't so physical while I had my little one-year-old with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made the mistake of going into real estate, which oh, Oh, what was, oh, sucked my soul. What, <laughs> what a difference. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I had it in my head. I was like, Oh, we can make money. It'll be great. And I'll be able to work from home. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I've never been been one to do anything that didn't feed my soul, and real estate definitely did not do that.
3: Can, can we just, uh, right now, pronounce you a goddess, okay? Okay, because thank you. Because that's what a goddess does, exactly.
1: She
0: seeks to thank feed you. her soul, right, Amy?
1: Definitely, definitely. And to summon Dr. Andrea for a moment, she would really bestow upon you the goddessness yes. because oh, man. Thank one you, you knows that feeding your soul is just, you know, and, and how appropriate you are feeding people Mm -hmm. while you're feeding your soul Mm -hmm. and knowing that your creativeness lies in that, um, the, the creation of food.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I'm so thankful. Um, well, you know, not a lot of people are able to figure out how to be what makes them happy and, make money at the same time or to
1: know that they need to honor that yeah order Mm -hmm. to really serve the you know world with your gift
2: yeah to be happy you know and being happy is what it's all about at the end of the day um so that yeah I mean and I listened to myself and I was like I gotta get back into food and I did um and when so I started doing pop-up dinners um, I was real close with the girls at the tasteful kitchen, uh, Kian and secret. They run an amazing vegetarian restaurant downtown and, uh, they let me use their space and, um, what are pop-up dinners, um, explain that a little bit to our listeners. Yeah. So, um, I basically find a venue or a place, um, that will allow me to use their space either when they're closed in the evening or on a day that they are closed, like a Sunday or a Monday. Um, And I create a menu and take reservations, try to advertise it about a month in advance, and uh, then it's just like a full-service restaurant with a set menu. And then we serve it, clean it up, break it down, and then plan the next one.
0: That's got to be stressful. I actually
2: love it. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's hard work, but it's not, uh, I, I don't think it's stressful. It's more, if you're organized and you can plan ahead and you know that your people are coming, you know what you're serving, you know, it's going to be good. Um, and you have help. It's like, it's just a fun night of food and talking. <laughs> Maybe
0: we should do something like that. Maybe we should have a pop-up. Have I love yeah. that. a pop-up that. Up for us. I
4: would, Wouldn't that be I'm fun? I'm
2: a hundred percent in. I would love to. Um, that's kind of like the trage- trajectory that I'm on right now is um, I spent a lot of time, uh, well, so Sandy is a friend of mine, and she was running the Hub and Playground um, and Ice Cream Factory for many years, and she, when I was catering, she reached out to me, and she was like, your food looks amazing, I would love to have you, we have a position open for ice cream, and I was like, Yeah! Um, And that was a really amazing time. Um, I worked there for about four years and did some amazing things, Uh, worked with a really wonderful team. Um, So you're like the pastry chef, but
3: you're an ice cream chef at that point in time.
2: Yeah. um, Well, all the ice cream that we make at the Hub, everything was made from scratch. So components, like if we're... If it's not your granny's coconut cake, then we're making that coconut cake to steep inside the base. Mm. We're making, like, the raspberry jam preserves and the Bibi, chocolate. your mouth
0: is and I, can,
1: I know. I, I should have brought you, right you something. <laughs> <laughs> and as a shout-out to one of our previous guests, you used some ingredients from the Urban Grove, from our previous guest, Sabrina oh Rivas, yeah.
2: right? Th- that's actually – so it's – everything always kind of, like, flows and things happen for a reason, yeah. and um, – So I was perusing on Instagram, and I saw these beautiful oranges, and I was like, oh my God. And I can't find uh, local organic produce uh, oranges. You know, if you buy it at the market, it's like, they're so expensive, Mm -hmm. and you can't order it from the large purveyors in town and stuff. So I had reached out to her and asked if she would sell me some of her delicious citrus so that I could make some popsicles. And she was like, yeah, if you come up and pick them, I'll give it to you and uh 50 cents a pound and I was like oh my god and so I went up there and spent I ended up spending about four to five hours that's what you do when you get to the urban grove I fell in love with her we became Mm. instant friends she Mm. is a fountain of knowledge um of just the growth of fruit and vegetables and I, I was just in awe and just trying to soak up like everything that she had to say and then she loaded me up with like 80 pounds of citrus and <laughs> was like just promise to come back and oh. I was like oh my god I want to live here right 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 <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> but you know she's feeding me citrus and dates and we and were just talking she's a very uh, respected cook on her I own know. in her own I right know. and mm-hmm. she was telling me about uh you know, that she had cooking classes at her place. And I was like, this is like my dream come true. I definitely want to come.
0: We're going to take a quick break, and then we want to talk about those cooking classes when we come back. For sure, yeah. So
3: we're back. Uh, This is B.B. Peters and my co-hosts. Jennifer Davis Page and our superstar guest co-host AB Peck is right here with us as well and we're talking to Doma who is this amazing not up-and-coming chef actually she has uh, has a very accomplished history in cooking and preparing food and feeding and um, nourishing people but we were just in the break talking about a fantastic question that Amy had. What was it, sweetie? Well, so I've been to the Urban Grove, and Sabrina grows
1: these delicious dates. And I, Doma, I really think you ought to make a date ice cream.
2: Oh my gosh, that's so funny, because we we had in the works, um, and we made it, and it was delicious. And I don't even know, it was kind of one of those flavors that we made a test batch, and we all loved it, and I can't remember what happened, why we didn't. And, and so
1: you made it. What was it called? What was in it?
2: It was called Hot Date Milkshake. And Hot Date Milkshake. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> it was so delicious. That. We uh, we took the Metajoule dates and uh, steeped them in this 16% butterfat ice cream base and then blended it up. And the dates have like such a – they lend such a really amazing texture to the already fatty ice cream. And that caramely it almost tasted like a cinnamon or something, but way better. Mm. And mm. so we made that, and then we made a spicy honey cinnamon cayenne ribbon. And I was like, oh, hot date milkshake. <laughs> it was oh, so good. Nice. I'll nice. make it again. I'll okay, make it
0: again go. someday. <laughs> you can't just make it. You have to make it and then call us. Make it, okay? call you, yeah, and we'll it. eat it together. Yeah, and <laughs> and we'll we'll <laughs> eat it together and we'll ooh-ah and we'll do a Facebook yeah. Live to boot, right, about it. You know, what? Sure. when I was shakes. a kid, one of the favorite things my grandmother liked to do was to make homemade ice cream. Really? That was 100 years ago. <laughs> and then, you know, they had the old, I don't know if you've even seen the old-fashioned ice cream makers. I oh, have Did you eat cream as a kid? No, and I did not. And then you get, you get, the salt and then yeah. you'd get the machine and you, and crank. you crank it yeah, so the, yeah. The, the, the young kids were responsible for cranking so yeah. i was always the cranker and then she would put whatever fresh fruits that she had and i'm telling you you would just lick the spoons and just lose your mind and you know i've never i never experienced anything like that Until since now. Until, Until now, now. <laughs> I don't think I've had homemade ice cream since I was a kid,
2: to be perfectly oh, honest. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, I'm going to make you some ice cream, <laughs> and I'll bring it to you. If you're at Sabrina's on Sunday, I have, I actually have my ice cream machine that I'm bringing okay. to okay. do a demo because we're doing a little coconut ice cream for dessert, and I'm so excited about tell that us,
3: it's So uh, Tell us a little
2: bit more about what's happening um, On Sunday specifically. Yeah. So this Sunday, June twenty third at six o'clock, uh, I am hosting a cooking a three course meal um, and cooking demo with questions and answers, and I'll have recipes from the dinner. Um, we're gonna have uh, cocktails, virgin or sassy if you like it. Sassy. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, we like
1: it sassy. The <laughs>
2: hibiscus cherry. Margaritas, they're so delicious. Oh my gosh, hibiscus black cherry margaritas! Uh, We'll start with those. Um, I'll have some appetizers out, little olives and bread and stuff like that. Um, Then we'll start with a vegan fresh young coconut ceviche, which is the coconut whacked open. I'll let everybody have the water if they. I want to sip on it while we're waiting. Um, and then we scoop out the meat and chop it up with fresh serranos, cilantro, and lime, um, and some avocado. And then we'll make some fresh chips from scratch right there. Please. Yeah. And oh, my God.
3: This is just the beginning, so keep going. Yeah.
2: And then for um, for dinner, our entree will be al pastor pulled pork stuffed dumplings. And we'll fry them until they're all crispy and golden. I'm using red palm oil, um, which... Gives it this flavor that it's like not super forward, but it's like I don't know, it's like a hug, like someone's petting you or something. <laughs> and uh, those were good on the side. I'll have some pozole um, soup, and the dumplings will be served with a chipotle crema, a fresh pineapple, and orange salsa. We'll use some oranges from the grove. Um, and what else? We got a little cabbage and grilled Mexican onions. And then for dessert, it's this dessert I had in Hawaii when I was 15 with my mom and it put me into like hyperventilation mode. It was so good. (laughs) I was like, what are we going to do? Um, but it's basically fresh pineapple and you get the pan really hot with some brown butter and toss it in there and just let it sear a little bit. And then a little cracked fresh black pepper. Um, and then we'll put that over the coconut cream, ice cream, and melt a little dark chocolate on top and just eat it. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow.
1: Now, Doma, these flavors are amazing. And I love the way you describe the flavor that the palm oil lends, the red palm oil lends has like a hug. I'm hearing some, you know, there's a Hawaiian dish that you love. There's definitely, you know, some, uh, Mexican South South American influences in your menu items growing up too, what was your, was there a cultural influence or where do you draw your, your inspiration there from?
2: Um, definitely I I was born in Bisbee, uh, raised in Tucson. My mom made sure that every year, once a year we took a three week vacation down in Rocky point. Um, To Mexico, Rocky Mm -hmm. Point. Mexico, Mexico. yes. Um, And I was, my mom was a vegetarian. I was a vegetarian growing up until I was about 16. Wow. But to me, I had, you know, I had no idea. And we didn't eat a lot of sugar or, you know, desserts or stuff like that. It was a lot of fresh fruit. But I remember going down to Rocky Point and just, I mean, everything always tastes better by the beach anyways. But just like the fruit, the mangoes and... Uh, they would put lime on everything and watermelon. And I was just like, this is amazing. And it always so a lot of Mexican influence just from living in Tucson and eating the food and traveling. I spent about uh, six months in Guadalajara and traveled through Mexico when I was about 19. Wow. Um, But food, you know, it's something that has always spoken to me but definitely the southwest influence uh for sure but whenever I travel anywhere I'm like I want to find like the sweet lady on the street that's serving the best stuff and I want to like hang out and talk to her and see what she does and like where that come from and often those things are from you know they're just family recipes and they're like little things like like the palm oil if you use that you don't know how it's elevating, but it's like, that's the difference. You know, it's yeah. like when people are like, Oh, I made it myself, but it didn't taste quite like whatever. It's like there's little subtleties that you can use to.
0: Now can palm oil be used not just for frying, but can you use it as like olive oil on top of a dress, like a dressing?
2: Yeah, definitely. I just, I found it randomly. I was at Lily, and I was like, Whoa, that color is so awesome. And I was reading about it online Um, and it is so highly, uh, it has a lot of health benefits for it. And so I actually put it in my coffee in the morning. Um, but it says that it helps your body produce collagen and it helps fight, uh, inflammation and lowers cholesterol. So, but also in Jamaican cooking, I think they use that because these dumplings that I fried, I usually use sunflower oil, but I had found that palm oil and I was like, I'm going to try it out. But the flavor, it's like, it's, you'll see on Sunday, it's just something else.
3: Amazing. So earlier, you described this elaborate, elaborate, multi-layered, uh, multi-dish uh, experience that people will have. How does that vision come to you? I mean, do you just like look through cookbooks? Do you just
2: feel it in your body? Uh, how do you develop this? Um, I always want to cook what I want to eat. And I love dumplings like Kung Fu Panda. I'm like, I'm going to eat dumplings all day long, all the different kinds. Um, So I actually was thinking like whatever I do for this, I want it to be, I want to do a dumpling. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also wanted it to be like fresh and bright and often... Making ice cream all the time, savory stuff is like what I just crave. And so I just was thinking, I'm like, what do I want to eat? I want to make something. Mm-hmm. So, But also when I had just taken a trip to Rocky Point, um, Mexico uh, in May, and we brought some jamaica, some hi- hibiscus leaves, and I made a huge batch of jamaica and I was like, oh, let's make some margaritas. And I had black cherries in the freezer, and I was like – And we put uh, fresh lime zest in it, and it was just so good. So I knew I wanted to serve that again wow and Sounds I was amazing like,
0: yeah we, we would amazing.
3: love the recipe for it you know oh, since
2: yeah. we uh, do an
3: annual show with cocktails boom goddess around the holidays and yeah. um, I am a mixologist which Ooh. is a self-proclaimed title I <laughs> <have>. <laughs> and uh, so I prepare these amazing uh, drinks and we have a boom goddess Margarita and you know what our secret is what my secret for it is what honey we use. I do that too <gasps> yes yes yes, yes uh, the yes. honey with the tequila uh, is yes. like the most the amazing lime juice and yes. tequila that's it those are the only three ingredients you are my soul <laughs> sister. yes
0: that's and for awesome. our listeners let me tell you if you go to uh our youtube channel boom goddess go to youtube pull up boom goddess uh radio and you'll be able to see uh BB in action making her, <laughs> making her margaritas, oh, so that awesome. you'll know what we're talking about because it, it really was wonderful.
2: Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: All right. We're about to send the intern out for some tequila and honey. Yeah. But <laughs> before we do that, I,
2: <laughs> I just
1: wanted to um, kind of get back to the really great environment, like the great environment as a child of growing up and having this creative process in your home. Because I know as a kid, you know, a lot of kids don't really grow up realizing that they can, I could be an ice cream chef. And then I had a friend who went to college, and she got a degree in pastries. And I thought, this world is amazing. Why did no one tell me as a college student? They told me to go to school for accounting. (laughs) I don't want to
2: do that.
1: Right. So I just think that the, you know, nurturing in your family, I mean, obviously it was a thing because your brothers, you said too, you know, went on to be chefs. Mm -hmm. So how was that, you know, really, nurtured and encouraged was there pressure to go off and do something else or
0: let her answer that question when we come back we're going to take a short break (music) welcome back to boom goddess radio this is jennifer davis page in studio with bb peters and the um, amazing Amy Peck and Chef Doma. Tell us, answer Amy's question, if you will. When we went to break, Amy was, well, asking you a question. So why don't you answer
2: that for us? Sure. So the inspiration and stuff from when I was a child, um, I think, well, my mom is a vegetarian, but she was always cooking and uh she would always encourage us to help. Like we, we would always cook family dinners together. She worked a lot. So she would get home late some nights and my brothers and I would make dinner for her. And I always liked doing that. Um, and I remember one time, I made her some lentils and I put like a bunch of sweet stuff on top of it. And she was like, it was like indespicable me when Gru's just eating meat and gummy bears. And like, my mom was like, this is delicious. But I, and and then I remember thinking like, maybe I shouldn't have put all that sweet shredded coconut on top of that uh, bowl of salty soup. But um she always encouraged us to cook and cook with her. Um, and I remember she would make things so simple, like uh, it sounds strange, but she would make, um, roasted beets Mm -hmm. and then saute them in the pan with Mm -hmm. some onions and a little salt and pepper and garlic. And then she'd melt, cheese all over it and I would just like, just think it was like the most delicious thing in the see, whole vegetarians world vegetarians
0: are very creative yes, Yeah, they are yes. very very creative uh, before we close there's a couple of questions that I always like to ask chefs when they come by and visit with us one is what is your favorite childhood memory what is your favorite childhood memory of food in the, it sounds like you just told us but it, was it the beets
2: um, let's see I gotta think to be honest, it, it's it got to be, uh, well, when I was 15, that dessert in Maui, that just blew my mind <laughs> away. Um, but also on the beach in Mexico eating the mango and palo, like just the mango with chamoy and tahine all over it, like that lives in my heart. And mm. it's I they put it on a stick and they cut it like a flower and you could just eat the pieces off of it and... Your mouth is exploding with flavor, and that has, uh, it it stays with me. It, like, reminds me to make things simple and clean, Mm -hmm. even if my ideas are kind of complicated. Um, But, yeah, the home cooking from my mom and those kind of, like, beacons of deliciousness are what live with me, I guess. The other (laughs)
0: question that we like to ask is, if you were to have guests for dinner we're talking two people for dinner past or present dead or alive that you would like to cook for and what would you prepare would you prepare it or would you select your favorite another favorite chef to prepare the meal for you
2: oh that is a really good question i for sure would love to cook and dine with anthony bourdain um Mm. like I could get choked up if we talk more about yes, it, but, yeah. um, and I feel like Ina Garten, yes, absolutely. I want to hang out yeah. at her house <laughs> yes, and I just make stuff for her. And I'm not sure what I would make. I feel like I would want to chat with them about what they love or something. And cause I like to do that, um, creating flavors of ice cream for people and stuff. I like to talk to them. About stuff that has inspired them, or that is a memory, a food memory that they like, and then try to see if I can make something that strikes that feeling inside of them, because that's the best compliment when you make something is like, "Oh, it reminds me of something my mom used to make," or mm-hmm. like, "I don't know what it is about this, but it uh, I feel like when I was a kid," or you know. So I I feel like I would draw off of that before. Well,
0: Anthony ate everything.
2: Yeah, everything I know all I know. over the world.
0: <laughs> so I'm sure that he would have enjoyed all of your ice cream. And Ina, if you're listening, uh, if you're <laughs> the call, guy, us, call, call us, us call us. Ah, because Duma so. wants to cook for you. And yeah. then you know, Jeffrey will probably want to come too. I'll, um, <laughs> the more the merrier.
3: <laughs> okay. So uh, as kind of a parting question, mm-hmm. um, how are you reimagining your life that is unfolding before you now? If you close your eyes and you breathe in, what do you see for um, Doma?
2: Well, right now I am definitely Doma's Delights catering and personal chef uh, and pop-up dinners. That's kind of what the where I'm going right now. Um, but the bigger picture and hopefully sooner than later is I want a restaurant, and so I'm my wheels are turning and I'm moving in that direction. So maybe in the next year or two, we'll see something How like exciting. that happen.
3: How yeah. exciting, and what is the best way for people to get in touch uh, with you? Is there a website or an email or a Facebook page, any way at all, yeah. what, what are those ways?
2: Absolutely, so if you're interested in a catering or a personal chef, Uh, experience you can get in touch with me at domas delights at gmail it's d-o-m-a-s d-e-l-i-g-h-t-s at gmail.com you can also find me on instagram at domas delights oh fantastic fantastic
0: this has been wonderful spending this time with you and uh as I said, you've wet our appetites. Yeah. Uh, uh, BB and I will be there on Sunday, taking pictures and 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 stealing little bits of stuff. Oh, and I will and feed you. I'll feed you. Don't worry. <laughs> and drinking margaritas, and yes. then we're going to post that on our Facebook page. We're going to have it so that all the folks that are listening, you can be jealous. Yes. Because you'll be able to see the beautiful food that Doma is creating Thank for. Thank you for this wonderful cooking class. And we'll
2: have more cooking classes to come. So if you didn't make it to this one, we'll have another one. Thank (laughs) you so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.
3: This is BB Peters, host of Boom Goddess Radio, along with my sweet co-host, Jennifer Davis Page right here, and our guest host, the amazing Amy Peck, sitting in for Dr. Andrea Gould. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the wings of the Boom Goddess You Reimagined event, where 20 curious and courageous people, got together to hear Dr. Andrea share her vast knowledge about evolution and reinvention of self. We believe in our hearts that the goal in life is never to be stagnant and always to be moving forward, learning, sharing, and growing. Today calling in all the way from Idaho is our guest Pamela Ridgeway. Pamela has always been one to evolve and reinvent. Not only in what she does, but where she does it. We're going to talk to her about picking up your roots, moving to a brand new location, and building a strong community. Not in six months, mind you, or 12 months, but immediately. How do you spell immerse? Hello, Pamela Ridgeway. Hey, hi, ladies. How are you? So happy to be a part
4: of the show today. Oh, how exciting. We're happy I'm to thrilled. have you.
3: Oh, my gosh. Cool. Oh, my gosh. So thrilled. So thrilled, <laughs> sweetie. Okay, so let's, let's get into this. Okay, so just give us a little picture uh, first of how this transition came about and what that transition was. And then we'll go with our questions.
4: Okay, well, the, this current transition that we are still in the midst of, but it's smoothing out, started last August when we came back to Idaho after many years. We used to come here to ski, but this past August, we purchased a river rafting trip down the Middle Fork of the Salmon River at an auction in Kirkland, Washington. And that drove us to come to this area during the summertime. And we fell in love with it. However, we were on our three-week vacation. We were going to head to Lake Chelan in Washington area to look at property, to build up our home. And we couldn't get there because of the smoke. We were told not to come, so we came back to this Sun Valley, Idaho area, the Wood River Valley specifically, and looked at a magazine, a real estate magazine. We rented an Airbnb for four days, looked in this real estate magazine, and found one property – that we thought fit our budget and what we were looking for specifically in the type of home and space we wanted. We walked into the Windermere Real Estate office in Ketchum, Idaho, met with a realtor who was dressed in shorts and <laughs> named Shannon, a cool kid, well maybe forty something. Said we want to look at this property. Can we go? And he says, sure. Okay. So a couple hours later, we came to this property twenty miles away. It's five acres. It's called Bellevue Farms. Rob and I walked into this house that needed a lot of work and a lot of love, looked at each other, my spouse Rob and I, and said, let's do it. Wow. Wow. And that's how it all started.
3: Wow. Wow, honey. (laughs) So you just talked about like following your intuition, right? It hit Mm -hmm. you in the gut. Uh, You uh, saw a vision. You found the house and you made it happen. And when did you arrive there?
4: When did we move in? Yes. Well, we closed in October, but because it was winter here, or just about ready to have winter season, we decided to keep it rented because the house had been rented for 10 years, and we asked the renters if they would stay, stay here. So they gave us a date, and we accepted it for April 1st of 2019. So we picked up our roots from Arizona on the March 15th and rented an Airbnb for a month because of my work schedule and we moved into our dream home on April 15th because we needed at least a couple of weeks to have a lot of uh, repairs and upgrades done so what? that was 2019
3: wow yeah And you have been posting some pretty incredible Mm. photos. So tell our listeners and us, describe the new environment that you and your spouse have found yourself in and the beauty around your location.
4: Literally? Describe it? Okay. yes. Okay, I'll see yes, if I can. Literally. All right. We are in an area called the Wood River Valley, and that four cities included in the Wood River Valley and 28,000 people are Sun Valley, Idaho, Ketchum, Idaho, Haley, and Bellevue. We are in the, the further south city called Bellevue, and it's only 2,000 people, so I don't know if I want to call it a city. It's a rural environment or agricultural environment, and we are in an area... A housing area, if you could call it that, it's called Bellevue Farms, and it used to be an old polo field. Mm. So every home here is on at least five acres. So it is rural and agriculture. Some people are growing barley and um, different grains like that. But most people in our particular neighborhood have horses and goats and things like that. We have three dogs. Okay.
3: (laughs) So so just so you know, Amy is jumping up and down already (laughs) because Amy is uh, a farm girl from the (laughs) get-go. Right, Amy? Yeah.
1: I had a goat up until just recently. I lost my my little oh. goat Bambi. So anywhere Bambi. where I could <laughs> anywhere where I could enjoy the company of goats would be just lovely. It sounds I'm and I'm looking at pictures right now on and your Facebook page. Yeah.
2: And
4: yeah. it's just gorgeous. Absolutely it's gorgeous. Unbelievable, Amy. It's unbelievable. It's our dream come true. Even though it's not really my dream, it's more my husband's dream to live like this i always thought i wanted to live in the city until we were in arizona and we lived on a five acre plot with a beautiful home and now i can't go back we have to have at least a minimum of five acres so maybe it's becoming my dream oh pamela this is jennifer let me ask you this Hi. about the winter did you
0: did it was it difficult <laughs> this first this first winter after spending all this time in arizona how difficult or not difficult was the winter
4: we weren't here in the winter. When we got okay. here in March, um, there, how, well, that's not really true, ladies. They had so much snow in February. They had like 19 feet or some ridiculous oh. amount, one of the highest they've ever had. So when we got here on March 15th and rented the Airbnb in Haley, we had five feet of snow all around us, in, and including on the roof, roof, which I was terrified it was going to fall on our cars. But I learned, and Amy, you might know this, they have spikes on the roofs. Um, to hold the snow in place so right. it doesn't fall and kill you. I didn't know that. Right. It's so, amazing the things
1: yeah. that you yeah. learn when you're in a place that has, you know, a uh, different, even a different climate environment, the things that you never were exposed
4: to. No. I'm well, just I'm an amazed. I'm beach girl. I'm oh. a beach girl from California. 42 years living in the California, Southern California area. So I have never, ever lived in snow and you know what i my husband and i have decided and we've talked about it a lot we're not going to complain about weather we complained a lot in seattle about the gray and the cold and yeah. then we were in arizona we complained about the heat right. and we're done <laughs> no, I, I don't, we're done we don't want to talk about it anymore, but we'll see when the winter gets here, Jennifer. Don't know.
0: <laughs> well, let me don't just know. tell you, our homes are <laughs> always open to you guys. when you, When you're getting 15 feet of, of snow, come on down. Come on down and, to the desert.
4: And by the way, I'm joining a group up here called the VAMPS, V-A-M-P-S. Mm-hmm. And this is a group of ladies, which I've heard are so much fun, and I can't wait to meet them. And they are all um, Nordic skiers. Wow. Um, not alpine i want to skate ski i want to become an expert at that and so i'm going to be joining this group and i'm hoping that will help me to be out in the cold i've already got i've already collected a lot of clothing at consignment shops Mm -hmm. so i am ready (laughs) i hope now
1: pamela (laughs) we just had this event you reimagined that we're kind Mm -hmm. of calling on you because you have just reimagined yourself into a completely different environment and part of that discussion was what you just said, finding a tribe of people in your new place. Yeah. And so you've already done the most goddessy thing That's is right. finding, <laughs> you know, others with I'm which. Working exactly. I'm working on it.
4: Exactly. I'm working on it, Amy. It's, it's not um, the easiest thing, but it's something I have done my whole life. I'm an extrovert, and I love talking, as B.B. can I talk to everybody. <laughs> yes. And I and I'm a big flirt. Yes, you are a big flirt. I am. Yes. Yes. I'm a huge flirt, and I love it. And it's, it's part of my gift that I got yeah. from the universe. Now this is so, going to sound this is going to sound silly.
0: Yeah. How close is the closest Costco? <laughs>
4: um <laughs> Windfall, Are you near Costco? Yes. Yes. 42 miles away. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. In Twin So Rob has gone once. Okay. i have okay. no desire to go right. i have everything i want here um so far in consignment shops i've been i love consignment shopping that's a new passion of mine the last three so, or four years but
0: in your little 2000 populated town uh, is mm-hmm. i mean there's a market there uh, you go to the market Oh yeah it's all you have all of those conveniences right you don't have yeah, to travel
4: too far for any, no and in, in, in the wood river valley there's mm-hmm. those four cities so there's like, ben, Bellevue, Haley, right, right. Ketchum, and and Sun Valley, and and Ketchum are where the one percent live. Oh, so we have every play, okay. the ballet, anything you want. Oh, These that's homes wonderful. are ten to fifty million dollars. You know, this is a one percent people. And then Haley, uh, which is closest to us, only three miles away, is the working people families. Mm-hmm. And that's about 8,000 people. And then here, 2,000. So I can just skip up the road. And there's an airport right here in Haley, too. No regrets, though, right? You
0: don't have any regrets about uh, moving north?
4: Not yet. Not yet.
0: <laughs> so, Pamela, honey, uh, when
3: we uh, come back, we're just going to take a minute or so break. When we come back, we want to get back to how you indoctrinate yourself and how you build yeah. community around you so fast, because that is I an talk amazing to you. skill. Okay. I want to talk to
4: you about that, and I want to talk to you about line dancing.
3: You bet. Mm -hmm. You bet. We'll be right right back.
4: Right here.
0: Welcome back. Uh, This is Jennifer Davis-Page in studio with my co-host, BB Peters, and our guest co-host today, Amy Peck, and we are on the line with Pamela Ridgway.
3: Pamela, welcome back, honey. So let's talk about, you had mentioned a little bit about getting uh, together with a women's group to do some Nordic skiing, is that right? Yes, the Vamps. The Vamps. Okay, and that's just V-A-M-P-S. one of yes. V-A-M-P-S. And is that an acronym for something or just? I can't remember. <laughs> I looked up their website.
1: I
4: don't remember that. It probably is.
3: Okay, the Vamps. It
4: probably is. It's a yes. great
3: name, right? It's a great it's all name, women. right? Mm-hmm. Almost as good as goddesses, but th- but still oh, I good. Think so. Yeah. Yes. So okay, uh, I know that in following you on Facebook, we always. Observe and read about your involvement uh, on many different uh, levels. So, what have you done since you moved in to build community and get connected with your community?
4: Oh, great question. I always find the local newspaper and I start scanning through the calendar and I start highlighting or cutting out things that are happening. That's step one for me. And one of the most fun things I found is line dancing at a, a hotel, not a hotel, I'm sorry, a restaurant um, nightclub about a block from the Airbnb that we had just rented, and that was every Wednesday night, and I'm a huge line dancer, so I started going to that every Wednesday, and I met my CPA there mm. and some friends, some girlfriends there. So I use those newspapers, and I actually get myself out and go. And then I had already been to this area up in Ketchum, prior to moving here years and years for skiing, for downhill. And they have a beautiful state-of-the-art YMCA. And as an athletic-type gal, I went and joined right away. So I met quite a few people there, like on a daily basis. You know, I'm you in your locker room or the swim or whatever I'm doing. And I actually got a little job there because I was telling someone about my gardening experience. And sure enough, I got interviewed and was hired to run their state-of-the-art greenhouse um uh, state-of-the-art greenhouse that they have right at the Y. So I just started that two weeks ago, so I've been meeting lots of people that way. So I just put myself out there. I just go out. That's,
0: that's great information too for men and mm-hmm. women that decide that they mm-hmm. want to move to another out. city because sometimes you, you can get to a city and just sit. And, and feel and, isolated. And not even right? know how to meet people. Yeah, feel you know? isolated and
3: yeah. uh, seclu- secluded, and mm-hmm. that's no mm-hmm. way to be. So, Pamela, right. is just the opposite, right?
0: Pamela, you're a tango dancer. What, are you doing any any tango?
4: No, I'm just doing the line dancing, okay. Jennifer, just because I don't have a partner, and I, I kind of pooped out on that because of the, the partnership issue, and it, it hurts my back with those heels. So, yeah, gave it up after okay. three years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And another thing that I did also, I just want to share with you, yeah. um, I was very involved with animals when I was in Tubac and, and loved dogs and here in Idaho where we live they have a state of the art thirty five million dollar brand new animal shelter that just opened. Wow. And I I met those people last August when we were here buying the property at a farmer's market. So I told them as soon as I got here I was going to help them and get involved. And as soon as I got here I joined their book club. So I've been going to their book club every month. So what you need I think for everyone, if you could just take this as the highlight is that you have to take your interest, the things that you love to do, and go out there and do them. That's great And then you're advice. going to meet mm-hmm. those light-minded people, uh, and you won't have that loneliness or that not knowing where to get started. you just got to go out by yourself and do what you love to do, and then those people will show up. And volunteering is a great way.
0: Well, you know, in, to be just absolutely shameless right now, we want to make sure that you tell the vamps about Boom Goddess Radio. Had them tune in <laughs> because, you know, I you will. can get Boom Goddess Radio anywhere. So please have yeah. them tune in and, and, and tell them to let us know if there's any topics they'd like us to talk about.
4: Yeah, well I need to find more more about this group and one of the things I'm doing next week in Jennifer too that you might I'm going to talk to them about you all too is called the uh, Sun Valley Wellness Festival and it's the oldest wellness festival in the country. And I twice prior when I didn't live here just I would fly in and do it, probably been 5 years, but I'm volunteering there. And so I'm going to be telling them all about you all as the volunteers because it's a a wellness festival, and you know there'll be mostly women there. Sure, it's just the way it is. So, it's a big deal here. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Pamela, and, uh,
1: this is yeah. Amy. So I am just um, thinking about the way that you were, you and your husband. You said we're looking through. This was a place that you had gone before, obviously, a mm-hmm. vacation spot. And yes. you know, sometimes when we're on vacations for fun, we look mm-hmm. through real estate magazines but here you and your husband were like darn it this is the time let's do it how did you know that you were at that point in life were you were you thinking about a transition or did it just something feel right in your spirit or what was it the the catalyst that moved you
4: we were already thinking amy about leaving arizona for the past year we had already been looking at properties up in the Pacific Northwest again, because that's where we lived before we moved to Arizona. We were looking at Lake Chelan, which is a area a little um, east of the Cascades before we had lived in the colder area in Kirkland, Washington. We didn't want to go back there. So we were already looking, and we were actually looking at those homes, those manufactured homes. We had already spent $1,000 with an architect, and we had the catalogs, and we were really serious about it. But when we got here, to do that river raft trip, we couldn't get to Seattle because of the smoke. Our friend said, don't come. And we were trying to go to Sandpoint, Idaho on the way. Our whole vacation, we had it all mapped out to look at property. Well, we couldn't. We chose not to because of all this smoke. People were wearing uh, face masks. You couldn't go outside. It was you know, ridiculous. Right. So we came back here, rented an Airbnb for a few more days. And just like you said, we were looking at the real estate. And it is very expensive here. I'm telling you, uh, millions and millions of dollars. However, we found this one property. It was the only one in the whole book, and it's a 24-year-old property that had a home that was not finished, and there was a lot of things about it that needed help, and so we got it for a good price. So it fit our price, it fit our acreage, and it fit the Pacific Northwest and it was a
1: fit, and it just was just mm-hmm. right. It's amazing how these things yes. sometimes it just. Was spiritual. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And it it's, was It, like it was like paying attention. For you. Yeah? yeah. It was absolutely we meant were, for
4: you. And we were looking. We had been looking for a year. Like I said, we were doing a lot of work uh, on figuring out what we were going to do as our next step because Arizona, we had run our gamut there. We were done. And too being, hot, too this, you know, all these things. Weather. Right.
1: <laughs> Being open mm-hmm. to those ideas or those uh, events that come to us at just the mm-hmm. right time is a goddess
3: theme, too. It is for sure. And allowing, right, and allowing for things to happen and not, um, and even though you were looking at Chelan, but the universe um, mm-hmm. put a fire in place at that time. And that stopped you almost dead in your tracks, and Mm -hmm. you were open to other possibilities and opportunities. And once you were open, it manifested itself, and it was there for
4: you to explore. Exactly. And we we had already started the process. We just had to be open to the next little bug in our ears and be paying attention.
1: Are you open get, to the idea of getting goats now?
4: <laughs> I don't know. We have been, I don't know, Amy. We've been taking out four acres of sagebrush.
1: A goat wow. will do that for you.
4: Four <laughs> acres. So we've been having heavy equipment here removing sagebrush. So we're in the process of this is a five-year process here. This is not an emergency. we got lots of projects.
3: Right. Right. I may yeah. uh, recommend, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, recently at the Loft, and maybe they still are playing, uh, Big Lil Farm. And it's an amazing about story it. Yeah. about a couple who wanted to live on a farm. And this was in California. And uh, yeah. they took this barren land, this forgotten farm, that was really where the soil was just crackling crackling and uh, dead nothing alive on it whatsoever and over a period of 10 years they converted Mm -hmm. it into a beautiful magnificent farm oasis notwithstanding the obstacles that they faced you know it was fires it was (laughs) birds eating their uh, fruit it was Mm -hmm. uh, creatures in the ground that were coming up and eating their chickens it was you name it things were happening okay but they persevered now I'm not Mm -hmm. seeing you and uh, your spouse be that engaged but i i i can just imagine what you and rob have in mind for how you develop your property
4: exactly and i have heard about that movie so now i will write it down and and grab it somewhere i don't know where it's i don't know if it's on netflix but i'll look big little farm thank you for reminding me you're welcome we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right
0: back Thank you
3: And welcome back, everyone. This is B.B. Peters with Boom Goddess Radio. And on my left is the amazing Amy Peck, our guest co-host. And on my right, the beautiful and stunning Jennifer Davis Page with her colorful caftan. And we are on the phone with a delightful guest all the way from Idaho. Her name is Pamela Ridgeway, And we're talking about the transition that she just made um, from Arizona to Idaho to Bellevue, Idaho. So, Pamela, welcome back. And tell us a little bit about, you know, it sounds so exciting and so invigorating and thrilling, but what were some of the obstacles and challenges that you and Rob came across in making this big move? Yeah,
4: well, thank you for asking that, too, because there's always a lot of good, but sometimes there's difficulty in these transitions, and I think we need to talk about those as well. And the first thing that I think was Difficult for me, not for Rob, is taking money and putting it into another project and figuring out all the finances, creating a whole new budget <laughs> and the unknowns in that budget. So that made me uncomfortable, but we we're working through that because we did create a budget. Number two here in this area, which I never even thought of, is because of the winters are so harsh, guess what? All the builders and all the people that you want to work with, the handy people, are so busy between March and November that we had a hard time finding people to do the work that we needed. We didn't even think of that. Right. So I came up in January and got some referral of vendor, vendors. I stayed for a week, and we worked on getting that in place, thank goodness. But still, we have projects here that are not completed because the guys that we hired are doing million-dollar homes. Yep. Ours is a very small project. So we still have some things. So that was a, that's still a little bit difficult. And as far as meeting people, I've met a lot of people here, but it's still hard to connect because people, just like in Arizona or wherever else you live, they're very busy with their families. Right. And um, there's a it's a younger community here, <clears throat> so the, a lot of the gals that I'm meeting are half my age. And make, is it all right if you shared your age?
3: I'm 66. Which is, like, and, freaking amazing, yeah. may I add, okay, that you want to be an expert in Nordic skiing at 66. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely,
4: absolutely. Yeah, i have got to add something new. <laughs> so the group is very young that I'm hanging out with, or not even hanging out with, just meeting the people that I meet. So, you know, that's a little bit difficult. It's hard to um, have a connection more than just a conversation. So we'll see how that goes. It's only been two months. Right. So I wouldn't say I have my best girlfriends in place yet, but I'm, I'm working on that. However, one thing about this area that is not a negative is there is so much to do. There's concerts and plays and this and that. So we're, we're, we're going to a lot of things, and I'm signed up for that wellness festival to volunteer, which is next weekend I was telling you about, and that will be four days. So I'll be meeting more new people. So I'm just out there with my new job meeting people. But it, I haven't made any good friendships yet. You know, you have done
3: in two months what people do in a year or two, right. so congratulations on right. that. And you are such you. An,
4: inspi- an inspiration to us. There's quite a few people here, both in Sun Valley and Ketchum. Most of those people have second, third, fourth, and fifth homes, right. Jennifer. Okay. And then the people down in Haley, they're working people, so they don't. They're families, and so it, but as a baby boomer, I have lots of opportunities because I work online, so I can work anywhere,
0: mm-hmm.
3: so
4: I probably will be taking off and doing, you know, coming down there, or doing my trusted house sitters. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to play it by ear. And we'll be can catching up, up with you, sweetie. Thanks. We're
3: going to say goodbye, and uh, we will be connecting with you again as you move through your exciting no new life. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Thanks for, for chatting with us. All right. Nice to meet you, Amy. Nice to talk to you. Bye-bye. Good luck. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.